How's it going, Suncast listeners? My name is Reagan Harrell, and welcome into another episode of the Suncast podcast covering the Sun Conference. Kind of a late post for a Tuesday episode, but we're doing it anyways. We had a late night uh, interview with Mr. Leandri Castro of the University of South Carolina, Beaufort Sandsharks. I learned I've been saying that wrong this entire time. I apologize for all of Sandshark Nation. We also have an awesome interview with former Weber International University outfielder and current Rome Braves player and high A for the Atlanta Braves organization, Mr. Willie Carter. Before we get into the interviews, this episode is brought to you by the one, the only, El Baron, my guy, Vaughn, making up the best Brazilian food you'll ever have. You know how I love my chicken power bowl. Tried out the pork power bowl, and to nobody's surprise, that shit was gas. And uh, the empanadas, he has a couple new ones I haven't tried yet, but uh, I got a chance to try this weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, you are missing out if you are not making the drive to the right of Minimax for that apple pie empanada. And the cheese and guava make you want to slap your mama. <laughs> Came with that one on the spot. It ain't too bad, eh? But no, no seriously, go, go try out Elberon. Let's see Vaughn. He's right there by Weber National University, right there to the right of Minimax. You can't miss it. All right, well, let's just go ahead and get to these interviews. Here is Mr. Leandro Castro. How's it going, everybody? This is Reagan Harrell, and I am with a very special guest today. It is Leandy Castro for of the University of South Carolina Beaufort Sand Sharks. Mr. Leandy, how you doing today, baby? How's it going, man? Pretty good. Going, doing pretty well. Good, good. So something I don't know how the weather is up in the Palmetto State, but here in South Central Florida, it's beautiful. Do you feel kind of jealous of these teams that we get to live in sunshine year-round down here? No, because New Year, I'm from New York City, so over here yeah. it's like paradise, man. So. Oh, yeah, I guess it gets a little too hot for you then sometimes down here. Yeah. It ain't too bad now. I got you. That is, that is interesting about how you are from, like, New York. You know, even from out-of-state players in uh, Florida, it's mostly kind of Georgia like myself or kind of in the South. How did you find yourself down at a USCB being from uh, NYC? Uh, funny story, uh. I went to a JUCO, uh, Monroe College, and we went to the the JUCO World Series back to back years. And I didn't have an offer. I had an offer to Montreat, and that, that was about it. But one of my friends, Scott Matthews, actually one of our aces now, oh, yeah. he got an offer here, and I just kind of like tagged along with him. And the coach, I, I reached out to the coach and sent him a few videos, and that's how I ended up here. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, what What's about USCB that uh, made you want going to go there? You know, obviously your boy went there, and I'm sure him and a lot of other boys uh, love it there. What about USCB makes it so great? Uh, I mean, it's a – I like that the – I like the baseball here a lot. I mean, the off the off campus. I mean, the out out. Sorry, the off the field stuff is pretty cool too. You know, we got a beach close by. It's good weather. The campus is pretty nice, pretty big. And the program itself, I, 
I love it, honestly. We turned it around from like when I first got here, COVID year. We had a different coaching staff, and we didn't we didn't win a lot of games. We were not we were not so good. And then coach coach came around, the new coach came around. We turned it around, and ever since then, we just had a chip on our shoulders. Yeah, I mean, something I've really loved about you guys is y- y'all start off the season just like last year. You start off the season a little rough, kind of out-of-conference play. It took y'all a little while to get y'all's feet. But we have entered conference play looking at this year. You took two or three against the 13th-ranked Weber squad and two or three against uh, Kaiser, who I believe was 24th at the time. You even take one against number seven-ranked St. Thomas. What's it about y'all when conference play comes around? How do y'all just flip that switch like that? I mean, all right, so when it comes – I feel like when it comes to conference play, you know, we're we're pretty slept on, you know. Yeah. You know, with a conference this stacked, I feel like, you know, people – teams worry about, you know, the bigger teams. You know, there's like five, six teams that people got in front of us. Mm-hmm. So it's like when they come here, you know, they sometimes they just feel like they could just walk through us and we take that – as a slap in the face, and we play with a chip on our shoulder as well. And you know, we play we play good. We play good against some good teams, and we show that we can compete with with the rest of them. We just gotta stay consistent. That's about it. Yeah, being consistent—that's a big thing in the Sun Conference. Uh, you know, play by play for Weber. Okay, just starting back up here. Uh, phone got a little disconnected and doing this through Zoom. It happens, but as I was saying, I'm a play by play for Weber. I've seen them. Um, this season extremely good going into conference a lot of some big wins against Ave um but when it came into conference play it became a little bit more consistent and with y'all it seems like y'all really found y'all's footing even though y'all are a little more consistent in the year but y'all are getting hot at the right time kind of like my team the Atlanta Braves you know last year they were kind of a team right around 500 and they get into the get into the playoffs and do their thing is that is that y'all's goal? Do you think y'all y'all have a good shot in the conference tournament coming up in a couple weeks? Absolutely. Hell I yeah. feel like we have a great opportunity to do some cool things coming into next month when conference plays start. But I don't know. I feel like I feel like a lot of teams, every team in this conference know that you can't just walk over any team. You know, everybody's gonna yeah. compete, you know. Probably teams from other conferences see the name, like Weber, Southeastern, St. Thomas, and, you know, probably get a little spooked out. But we're in the same conference as them. We can't just, like, we we don't we don't feel that that same way. We, we Every time we go into the field, we're coming to win. No, I, I, I love that. I love that y'all's, that's y'all's mentality because I felt the same way about y'all. Being, I feel like y'all are one of the more disrespected teams in the country because y'all are up against these kind of blue blue chip kind of names. You know, Southeastern, St. Thomas is always up there. Kaiser, Weber, Warner, that's a huge rivalry that's constantly a top 20 matchup, which is, will be a uh, top 20 matchup coming up this weekend. But with you guys, it's, it kind of seems like y'all have the talent. Y'all are that good. You, you beat Weber in the conference tournament last year, and you've beaten these teams, Kaiser, St. Thomas, Weber, uh, Southeastern's coming up very soon and you have Thomas and Ave also to finish out y'all's season but uh I think in conference tournament I I think y'all will have a legit shot you're a team that I've said in the very few first few episodes 
when conference play came around, y'all were going, y'all were going to not necessarily steal games, but y'all were going to win series and win games. And so far, y'all are making me look like a genius. So I really appreciate that. Tell the boys, uh, that you and uh, uh, crap, who's y'all starting pitcher to just uh, that beat Weber game three? His name's coming, coming. Yes, Matthew. Yeah, oh yeah, that's your boy. Yeah, yeah. He, I've been talking about you and him a lot on the podcast, and you. It, it really hurt that y'all beat my Weber Warriors, but at the same time, I was like, well, you know, at least they're making me look smart um, with these takes that I got. But um, so you are from New York City, so and now you're down south. So I'm a George boy, uh, big Southern guy. What's some of the differences from New York versus living in the South now? Oh. Uh. It's a very different cultural shock. I mean, I feel like here, you know, you, like, let's say outside of baseball, you know, you you wake up, you know, you kind of, like, give some calls around and you schedule the day and, oh, let's go to the gym or let's go hang out, head to the pool, whatever the case may be. Mm. And in New York, it's more like you wake up, you get dressed, all right, let me go outside, let's see what's outside. Like, it's, it's, it's just so different from living in the city and then living out here. So, kind of like in the city, it's just like, we'll go out, we'll find something to get into, but yeah, kind of down here, it's a little more. Let's see who's outside. Yeah. Over here, it's more like, all right, let me give them a call, let's let them know, let's, let's, hey, let's go out here, you know. Yeah. It's pretty. That's interesting. I've talked with people from the Midwest where I, uh, I went to college in Missouri for a couple of years and from the Northeast. Uh, that's interesting. I haven't heard that uh, take, but it makes a lot of sense. But how about the food? You gotta admit the food's better down south, right? No. No. Man. What? No. Oh man, you just have how long? You've been living in South Carolina three years, and you ain't found any good barbecue. Nothing. Yeah, I mean, I love the grill. I love the grill down here. Man. Oh it's man, awesome. dude, you gotta come down. To, you gotta come no down to Florida shot, and Georgia. No chance. New York City, man. Come on, there's no cuisine. Chance. What, what what's your go to spots? I, I go to New York City. Where the where are the spots I gotta go? All right, you go to New York City. You know, it's typical to say any deli grocery store, but I promise you that man in that kitchen will cook you up the best sandwich you've ever had in your life. With the bev. And don't can't forget can't the forget bev. the bev never ever. <laughs> Never, never. All right, so you go, you go to the deli, you go to the deli. Give me the go to. What, what you getting, man? Uh, I get a. Let's see. I get me a bacon, egg, and cheese. I can get me a chopped cheese. You know the, the famous ones. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of Spanish restaurants out there. Uh-huh. Kind of disappointed on the Spanish restaurants out here. It's not. Well, you got to okay. All right. Yeah, this is the problem with USCB and the Sun Conference, man. Y'all are up there in South Carolina. Come down here to South Florida. They got some good Hispanic cooking down here, my brother. Hey, I know. I just, hey, Florida, I, I feel like, you know, New York City and Florida kind of connect. They're up sir. there. You like, uh, what, what about jambalaya? You ever had jambalaya before? Yeah, I had it. I, dude, I make some great jambalaya. Yeah, uh, next year you, you're gonna be at you. You got you. You got another year at USCB, right? Or is this it for no. you? This is this it? Is it right? Ah, oh, damn. I was gonna say because next year you'll be uh, coming down to play Weber. I was gonna say I cook up a little jambalaya and I can show you how we get down. Really get down <laughs> in the south, man. That or my brisket. 
And you know, I, I, I'll get you to ask some of my boys on, on the football team, dude. I can throw down, I promise. But no, that, that, that's crazy. It's unfortunate, man. I, you know, that, that's my problem with South Carolina. I'm, I'm a Georgia fan. Look a little different in South Carolina. I'm not a big uh, Gamecock guy. My dad, my dad graduated from Clemson, so I hear that shit all the time. But I know that Georgia, that's the real stuff. Georgia, Florida, that's the real stuff. Don't, don't let them South Carolina boys fool you, man. That ain't, they, they, they ain't, if they got a guy from New York and they ain't convinced you there's better cooking down south, man, they may be up from the, in the northeast as far as I'm concerned or the far east. They wild, bro. Nah, we got, we got, come on. You got, uh, you got, you got to come down here. Uh, are you going to be in this, uh, when y'all play southeastern, are y'all going to be down here or are y'all going to, or is they up there? Uh, nah, we played every team up there in Florida besides Ave. Ave's our last. Okay. Um, Ave's the last one. Damn, Ave's about an hour and a half kind of southwest. Probably won't be able to make that. But damn, that sucks, dude. You got not you got so the sponsor of this show is my boy that lives like or not live, but he uh he cooks food like right across the street from where he's a Brazilian guy. Dude, the empanadas crazy. Crazy. But yeah, that's it. That is awesome. So being from New York, what uh you said earlier, or you told me before the show, you're a Yankees fan. Thought, yeah. Thoughts on 2017. Get them out with the Astros. Thoughts on 2017 with the Astros, man. What you got? What What you think? Get oh, it out, man. dude. This is, this is a safe space. Every, Say what you want. You, man, we would have won that year. I think so. Oh, uh, yeah. The world may never know. It's fine, though. It's cool. I'm not yeah. even tripping over it anymore. Is that it's one of those things kind of time heals all wounds kind of deal? Yeah. I'd say there's one that so I'm a Saints fan. Uh the no PI call against the Rams, that's kind of a similar feeling. I'm still not over it. Uh, I'm still not I'm still salty as hell about it, dude. I mean yeah, I mean a little bit has helped over these last few months. You know, Atlanta Braves, Georgia Bulldogs, been a pretty happy guy. Can't complain too much nowadays. The Saints are they're, – they're still struggling. So, you got an NFL team or are you just all baseball? Yeah, I'm a Green Bay Packers fan. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Don't do me like this. Dude, so, how's it feel having Aaron Rodgers but no more Devontae Adams? Are you worried? I am. I'm a little worried. The good news is – the good news is you're in the NFC, so you you have a little bit of a chance. If you're in the AFC, there's no chance. The AFC's freaking loaded right now. Yeah. That's interesting. So uh, something, another thing you and I have in common is being from a kind of a big football uh, area. I'm not an Atlanta Falcons fan. Uh, you're not a New, New York Giants or New York uh, Jets fan. How would you become a Packers fan? Well, the, let me tell you something. The Giants and the Jets – both play in New Jersey. Okay, so, so not the same. That's not New York's team. No claim. Not the same. Not the same. A bunch of Yankees. I mean, a bunch of Giants fans and Jets fans out there, but it's not the same for me. For me, when All I right. first started watching football, that was like it's probably the first year was the year that Aaron Rodgers won a won his first champ. Well, his only championship. That's right. His and only one. I, I guess I, <laughs> You can say I jumped on the bandwagon from there on. Yeah, well, it ain't, been, it ain't been all bad. You know, he's had some really good regular seasons. I mean, if you don't look at his playoffs too much, you know, he's a pretty good keeper. 
No, I, I mean, look, my guy, my guy's Drew Brees, obviously, and he only has one. You know, shit happens. Shit happens sometimes. So, yeah, bring it back uh, to baseball. Who are some guys you kind of you know? Obviously, Yankee Bombers growing up, you had uh, uh, A-Rod, Derek Jeter, kind of guys you grew up on. Uh, who are some of the guys, especially like on the Yankees, that being your teams, you kind of model your game after? Well, growing up, I loved me some A-Rod. You know, there's a lot of hate on A-Rod, but as a kid growing up from New York, you know, he's one of the he was one of the best hitters of his time. Yeah. Everybody wanted to be like him. Everybody wore number thirteen because of him. That's how it was when I was growing up. And, you know, I modeled my game off of him. I also modeled my game off of Mookie Best in the sense of like I kinda wanted to be like a five tool player. Mm-hmm. And you know, Mookie gives you a little bit of everything. And then later down, I fell in love with Nelson Cruz as well. I just love the kind of pure hitter that he is. That, that's fine. That's one of the things. So A Rod was. So when I've watched your some of your highlights and watched some USCB games. That's A Rod was a guy that kind of came to mind. But it was really Nelson Cruz, just a big, strong guy, just freaking pow, just hitting the yeah. shit out of the ball, dude. That, yeah, that, that's funny. I, um, my only great. You said it a second ago. Some people don't like A Rod. My stuff was never on the field with him. I like to. I, I think he's one of the best third basemen of our generation, maybe even of all time. Dude, I can't stand him as a broadcaster. Why not? He shits on the Braves. Every time the Braves are on ESPN, I'm just like, I, I don't even want to watch. He, for whatever reason, he has some gripe with the Braves. I'm like, dude, you beat us. Um, y'all beat the, the – the Yankees have our number, bro. Y'all got us. If we ever see y'all in the World Series, I know it might well as an L. I mean, we just can't beat y'all in World Series. Now I got one of y'all's legends shitting on us every time we're on primetime on ESPN. Like, I get excited. You know, it's ESPN. It's going to be a big game. And it's got A-Rod just hit, like, acting like he just put 100 bucks on the other team. But it is what it is. So um, with you guys heading into the conference tournament, um, you know, last year it was a, it was a, is it a very similar feeling uh, to last year where you guys got hot at the right time or how's the feel in the clubhouse right now? I mean, we feel like we're playing our best baseball For right sure. now. It's always towards the end. And I don't How can I put it? I feel like, you know, early in the season, there's always – we never, like – it just never clicked. You know, last year we had a new coach. And, you know, he was still trying to fill us out a little bit. This year we had a lot of injuries early in the season. A lot of people, a lot of key players from last year were out. And I don't know. I guess um, as a leadership standpoint, we just, it just wasn't there. Like, we didn't have no identity as a team. But eventually, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people on this team, which I'm proud of, a lot of people on this team have stepped up and just, instead of playing for themselves, we just played for, for the name in the front of our jerseys. Cause that's that's what it, we just wanna we just wanna go out and have a good time. We got a lot of seniors here, yeah. you know. We just cherishing the moment as it goes by. That's what it feels like. Yeah, I saw them in one last ride. I mean, it's the Saints getting to that point. Um, I've talked with a few guys at Weber um, off air. Uh, this is it for them, and there it's starting to become kind of a surreal feeling. Um, even the football, even some football players, this is their last spring. And my boys, I've been like, I mean, guys, how's it feel coming to an end? And it's like, 
dude, I'm giving it more than I've ever given it before because now I know that that those final few drops of sand, they're they're finally starting to fall, dude. But yeah, um, but I, dude, uh, Leanne, this was awesome. I I can't thank you enough, dude. I that's everything I got for you. It's a little bit later of an interview than what we're used to, but uh, it's all good. I've really appreciated it, and uh, thank you for being the first player from USCB representing the Sand Sharks. Uh, if there's anything you got for me, go ahead. We can talk. Uh, whatever you want to get off your chest, go ahead. If not, I'm all good, brother. All right. I got a question for you because I watch, I listen to your podcast a lot. All right. What you, you got? I, I, I do enjoy it because, you know, you do give the rundown on all the, on all the teams. Mm-hmm. And I want I want to hear – I want to hear your predictions for – us versus Ave. I want to hear it right here, right now. All right, so my number one thing that I think y'all will struggle with against Ave is they are by far, and it's not even close, the, ba- the best base running team in this conference. Um, sometimes y'all struggle a little bit with infield errors, but um, y'all have a better pitching staff. You have a better hitting lineup. I know how scrappy you are. You guys are playing y'all's best baseball of the season right now. Um, I've talked with some Ave guys. They have a goal. They want to get to that 30-win mark. So they're going to be playing very motivated. I need, I don't – I haven't checked. They they were at 24 earlier today, and they had a doubleheader against Fort Lauderdale, which I'm going to assume they won. I may be wrong about that, but I'll, I'll, I'll check that later. Um, I'll be real. I think y'all's pitching is going to take care of at least two games. And I'd say I'd probably be more surprised if Ave took two of three than if y'all swept them. It's in, it's up there, right? They have to travel to y'all, or y'all coming down yeah, here? We, we we go to them. Y'all coming, so that'll be tough. So I'll, I'll probably say they'll get one. Um, Ave's a pretty tough place to go and sweep. Um, Warner wasn't able to do it earlier, and Warner's a really good club. They're playing extremely good ball right now. It's who Weber has this weekend? I'm going to say we take two of three. Girlfriend just walked in. What's up? But um, I'm going to say y'all take two or three against Ave. That's my that's my prediction. Wouldn't be surprised if y'all swept. I like that. I like that. You know, I just ask because, you know, I like I said, I listen to your podcast a lot. I appreciate at, it. At seven. I did. I did have y'all. Uh, I did have y'all down there at the time. Um, that was at the, kind of the beginning. That was when y'all, y'all were uh, struggling a little bit. But... You have to admit, I did say when conference play came around, y'all would bounce back and y'all would um, be up there. And I would probably say right now, power ranking, power ranking wise, y'all are probably Southeastern's one, um, probably St. Thomas two. I could probably see y'all probably fourth. Y'all probably, I think y'all are probably the fourth best team right now. I mean, th- if I, oh, I have to throw out records, obviously. Throw out the records. Y'all are probably playing the best, the probably the third or fourth best ball in the conference right now, uh, right behind St. Thomas. And, and Southeastern, um, look, it's gotten to the point with Southeastern where they're slightly in a little bit of a league of their own. Um, yeah, just, they're pretty nasty. Yeah, they're gross. I, and and look, I know nobody fears them. I and mean, anything can happen at, at any given day with baseball. Um like I said, even for the Weber series, that they they won two of three. The third game still has to be made up due to weather. But Weber was the better team um, for large stretches in both games. 
But um, not. I mean, y'all are playing. It's exactly almost exactly what I said. So they're struggling now. But when conference play rolls around, they're going to be taking games and taking series. And look, you guys may be geniuses. So really appreciate, really appreciate that, man. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think I'll y'all y'all take two or three against. Um, what other series y'all have? We got Thomas. Thomas, y'all just y'all sweep. Y'all sweep Thomas. Knock on wood. Yeah. Y'all, y'all y'all should sweep them. It's weird, man, because it's like the bottom tier teams. Well, but the, like Ave, like I root for Ave, you know, Thomas, Warner as well. Us, because I feel like we're like that. We're like, like usually what people the, would, the, I, would, would y'all, see. Y'all are the quote unquote little brothers. Yeah, little brothers, you could say. Yeah. And when I, every single team that I just named right there plays with a chip on their shoulder. Which is why people see those wins and losses against those our, those mm-hmm. juggernaut teams we have in our conference, and they they're just so shocked. But I can see it happening every time. I, yeah. I know how gritty these teams are down in, in this conference. I know how bad they want it, and it's tough. Have you listened to the episode of this? Just like I think the first like word is I get on my soapbox. Um, have you listened to that episode yet? On my soapbox, I um, probably have. I just probably don't know the. the I, it, it's the it's the one where I, I I really get on and I say that every team, maybe outside of Thomas, respectfully, in this conference, could go into many comp, NAI baseball conferences and win, be top oh, yeah. top two. I mean, absolutely. I, and I y'all and, and I got pissed off. I, I that's when I say think I really think that whole thing was a big turning point because people were like, dude, when you're just talking, that's fun. You tell and saying that Leandy Castro went three for five with the home run, the stats, I mean, I, I backed that. And I think that's better because people like the interviews. Um, the stats seem to be something I had to build. But but anyways, um, before I get off on a freaking tangent there, anyway, I got to reel this back in. Um, no, 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 I mean, yeah, y'all, Warner, Weber, Southeastern, obviously, St. Thomas, obviously, Kaiser, that's six teams. Ave is kind of borderline there. Um, give Ave. Ave is also very young. Ave is a very young team. A lot of freshmen, a lot of sophomores. Um, Jose Gonzalez, who I did an interview with, he just broke their RBI record. He's a freshman. So, And Colby Blanchard, I think he's a sophomore. He just broke the stolen base record with 52 this year. Yes, 52? Yeah. Not including what happened tonight, which I'm sure he grabbed some bags against Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Insane. Insane. Um, I can't that series. I really can't because I feel like that's going to be a that's – a, that's a play-in series. It is. Uh, no, it absolutely is a play-in series, um, especially for you – know, Ave really needs to get two of three against y'all. Um, now, it's also so this is by Ave – Twice against Weber, they jump up the four run leads in the first couple innings. And Weber's first, or actually, well, you know how y'all do like the one series and then two weeks off of Sun Conference. It was that first series back when we really got into conference play. I believe it was games one and two, they got up four or five runs and Weber had to battle back. But um, they're solid. And the big thing for y'all is make sure you tell your infield, lock in. Lock in for you tweak out because that's going to be the big difference. If the infield's sloppy against Ave, you're not going to beat them. 
because they are going to have a runner on first and then he'll be on third before you even know it. Um, that's we, a, we like it. Good deal. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, all right, brother, what else you got? You got anything else for me? Uh, man. Get it off your I, chest. I, it, I, in my head, but I always got questions every time listening to your podcast. Man. Well, DM but me. I just you on Instagram or whatever. Feel, yeah, mm-hmm. feel free. DM me. Um, I'll tell you something that I've been uh, thinking about and toying around with. I think I'll uh, post on the both my personal Instagram at ReaganHarrell89 and the, the Suncast podcast Instagram. Um, it'll just be ask questions and just do kind of a Q&A, Q&A kind of deal at the end of episodes. Um yeah, I'll do that absolutely, and uh, DM me whenever, and we'll we'll get it going. And uh, if there's something you want me to talk about, even if you say, "Hey, my guy um, had a hell of a pitching performance," talk. Um, okay, absolutely talk about that. So yeah, I mean, you know, feedback, man, feedback, feedback, feedback. Because all I want to do is make the episodes better, make them more fun for the listeners, and for the people in the Sun Conference, man. That's awesome, man. We appreciate you, really, because you I give a lot you. of exposure to people that, you know, probably wouldn't get the opportunity. Yeah, that's my goal, man. And I just grow, keep growing. Keep growing this conference, um, especially with baseball right now. Um, yeah, I love baseball, dude. Uh, I, I was never really good at it. I was always good at soccer and football. But, dude, I've always been a Brace fan, and now I got a chance to work in baseball. Uh, being a play-by-play with Weber, and I said, well, how can I keep doing this and make it uh, bigger and better? And here we are. Yeah. All right. Um, and, uh, all right, so that's going to wrap up our interview with Landon Castro. I want to thank him again for coming through. Uh, and here is Mr. Willie Carter of the Rome Braves. I don't even know what that means. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. No, it's not. It gets the people going. What's up, guys? We're going to welcome on a very special guest. It is the former Weber International University player, Willie Carter. He is now in the Atlanta Braves organization. Just got the call up to high Rome and just finished up uh, some spring training with the Atlanta Braves. Willie, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. I'm, I'm glad to see somebody trying to get us out there on the map. Absolutely. You know, I started off... Uh, everybody on the, a lot of the audience knows I started off with just calling the games for Weber and I'll take it on to the Sun Conference. I said, what would be a great way to show how big the Sun Conference is? You know, I've, I've been on my soapbox saying the Sun Conference is the best conference in the country for baseball. Well, let's get some proof. Let's get a guy on who is now with the defending World Series champions uh, in their organization and just sp- finished up some spring ball. How was that uh, b- being around those guys? Oh, it was awesome, man, especially when they came back. You know, I got to hang out with Ozuna. Mm-hmm. He's just like one of us, man. I mean, it's pretty – yeah, it's it like – I mean, you're starstruck, but not really while you're there. You know, I mean, they're like uh, – I mean, these guys are just like us. They, I mean, they really are. Yeah. Nor- uh, normal guys, man. Who were uh, – so with the pitching, you faced some of the guys uh, on the in the Braves rotation? I faced a couple, like uh, – Guys that are on the 40-man big league a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I didn't back up a big league game because they wanted me to have ABs. I got a lot of – I probably had the second most amount of ABs in spring training. Oh, wow. About 50-plus. So. What's some of the differences uh, going up against that competition and uh, even out high A and get seeing a spring training versus what you saw uh, in college again in a very good conference, you know, the Sun Conference – Best in baseball, I'll say it, continue to say it. If anybody across the country wants to come on and argue with me, please come at me with it. So what's the difference right. uh, with major league or minor league pitching and this high level of collegiate pitching? 
I will say that is just like in the minor leagues. Every ladder you go, the better it gets. You know, so like a uh, high, but like things are different now with no more short season, you know, and they're cutting the draft down. So the, uh, it's starting to get a little bit younger. You know what I mean? But there's a bunch of talent everywhere from low way up. The biggest difference, I will say, these guys, I mean, uh, they town the zone, dude. Like, I mean, uh, we got guys that could do it at Weber, like X and mm-hmm. Dylan who shoves. Oh, yeah. The thing is, they have guys like down here that are doing that with 99. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lot, that VLO goes up, the higher you go. There is a bunch of guys like Dylan. You know what I mean? There is a bunch of guys here that are like 88, 92. You know what I mean? And they're just sitting here just throwing three pitches that, that they can put wherever they want in any count, which sucks. I'd rather face the guy that's throwing 100 mm-hmm. because I can anticipate the fastball. Yeah. And spit on the slider. You know what I mean? Make him a two-pitch guy versus a guy that can come in there – change of slider curveball splitter whenever he wants you know what i mean yeah i got the braves game on now we just got a uh you know spencer strider he's coming out of the bullpen he's throwing oh, dude, dude. crazy yeah. story about him crazy Go ahead. story about him uh, he started in the gcl he wasn't going to start there but just to get some arms because i mean they spent some money on him he's a good they got him out of clemson and so yeah. he comes a low wave has about three starts throwing nothing but fastballs with the highest induced vertical in the organization and and it's 100 miles an hour and mm-hmm. induced vertical what that means is you know how the ball looks like it's rising right with dawson. the fastball yeah yeah dawson, dawson yeah dawson yeah. yeah yeah imagine dawson but 101 miles an hour no i'm, I'm looking at it now you just yeah, have one ninety nine that started about uh bell time yeah. ended up at the letters and it's not like it's a, it's it's not like it's just 100 miles an hour that's where people get it confused he's got yeah. in so that means as a hitter if he throws a ball and it starts at my belt, I have to get to my belly button right. as a hitter. I got to get two balls above it because his RPMs and backspin are literally. So that's what makes the ball. That's what makes the ball go. That, and they get that backspin, and then when you throw your curveball and his slider, which is, I've noticed he kind of gets more on top of it. You know, kind of what uh, yeah. Dylan and uh, Dawson do too. They get on top of it and then rotate right. the ball down. I mean, that's, well, that's got to be so – He misses up so much. Yeah. Well, you know, he, like, when he gets in trouble, he's missing up because he, he can't control it. Right. He, he's, he thinks he's down, but guess what? It's, it's still up. coming up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, yeah. that's just crazy. You see a ball coming 101, and then they throw that curveball or slider, and they get on top of it, and then it's going 85. And it and like with that uh, – you said – what was it called again when it goes up? Induced vertical. Induced vertical when it's coming up like that, and then boom, they pull the string, and you look silly when the ball's bouncing in front of you, and you're out in front and everything. But uh, yeah, so like we said, you played at Weber, your uh, All Sun Conference. So, what was some, what's some of your favorite memories of your time playing at Weber? Oh, dude, just the whole team in a whole, man. Like my leadoff hitters, really. Like I made a joke that I should have given half my signing bonus to Norby. <laughs> Norman Navarro, you yeah. know what I mean? Because, dude, he was on base every home run, and he would see eight pitches. I'd see the whole arsenal. Uh-huh. And then I had a whole lineup that could back me up. You know what I mean? I mean, there's a guy behind me that hit uh, 18 homers. Oh, wow. So, you know what I mean? I got to hit two in this lineup. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it was a fun lineup. I, I, I had a great setup. Colin knew what he's doing. I mean, you see. He, I mean, he's the general, dude. You know what I mean? Oh, he, yeah. he knows how to put fine guys and I knew it'd be a place for me that I would fit in, you know what I mean, for, for my style. Yeah, you came from uh, Georgia Gwinnett, right? Right. I, think I, I was redshirted that year. I'm sorry? Uh, I was a redshirt that year. Okay. Yeah, I've got an answer on a team like GGC where I looked at your stage and I didn't play a whole lot, and then you come to Weber and you become one of the best players in the country. So it's a right fit. You just never know. 
I mean, and I'm sure the guys at GGC is like, damn, maybe we should have gave Willie a few more A B's. Now he's up in Rome. Well, the, the problem. Well, I mean, they gave me a full scholarship. Oh wow! They gave me, but my credits from my junior college didn't transfer, so I, oh, I was sent back a whole bunch. Okay. And I, they gave me the option to stay, but I would have been a freshman again. Ooh, you know, I mean, I was yeah. like, dude, I got to get out of here, man. And then, I mean, they they were kind enough to help me find Weber. You know, I mean, they reached out for me. I thought I was going to go either to Southeastern or Faulkner. That was the plan. Mm-hmm. I was going to go to either one of those. And then out of nowhere, he hit me with Weber. This is a place for you. It's a family environment. I was like, Weber all right. And, and plus, it's two and a half hours from the crib. So I'm like, all right, that's fine with me. And then I came down. It, it, it was meant to be, dude. God's real. Yeah, I mean, God had a plan. Absolutely. I mean, I feel the same way. I've talked this. I've told this story a few times before, but you know, Weber was somewhere I hadn't heard about until I'd entered the transfer <laughs> portal, and they hit me up. And I, I've talked about it with pretty much every guest I've had on that's at Weber, and now you, the that you're now on the outside, kind of looking in. And you look back at your time at Weber. It, it's a wonderful place. A very family oriented. I'm loving my time. I mean, absolutely. God put me here for a reason. I uh, left right. uh, Lincoln University, and now I'm here. I loved it. And I'm, Everybody that I've talked to, they love Weber. I mean, it's a small school, but it, a lot, a lot like the other uh, teams in the Sun Conference, a lot of other NAIA. That's where programs. I come from. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, that's kind of where I come from. And when I got here, I was pretty happy because, like, I mean, I graduated. I'm, I went to Fort White High School. You probably never heard of that. I graduated Negative. probably less than a hundred people. Okay. You know what I mean? Wow. Like very small school. You know, what I mean, from six to twelve. And I played varsity there as an eighth grader all the way through. You know, I mean, one of those kind of schools, one one caution light, that's it. Oh, wow. You know, yeah, dude. And so, I mean, when I got to Weber, I was like, all right, this is pretty cool. And people actually care. You know what I mean? Because I didn't see myself going to college. The only reason was baseball. Mm. And, and, and I'm for, I'm pretty close to finishing my degree still at, at Weber. So, so that's, our, that's my co-host, my dog's, my dog's scooter. Uh, hold, on, hold on. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So... The, the people that have listened, they know about Scooter. He loves to he, – he never really barks in the apartment until I start interviewing somebody, and then he loves just to start just yapping and everything. Sorry about that. Yeah. No. no good. But, but uh, when you got in the Braves organization, and now especially you're in high A, and, you know, once you start getting in the high A, it's like, okay, now I have a real chance of maybe getting a call up to a double-A Mississippi who they just won uh, their uh, – whatever it's – what's it called? What, what, did they, what did Mississippi just win again? They won like, I'm sorry, it, it, it cut out. Uh, yeah, uh, the Mississippi Braves, they just won something too, right? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Uh, they won their championship in Minor League last year. Yeah, so yeah, they, you get, they, they actually beat the Rays. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Who won everything? Who won everything? Yeah, they, both, both of them have a hell of a uh, farm system. The Braves' farm system take a little bit of a hit uh, going to get Matty O, but. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, for offensively, we are stacked in the outfield, dude. Like, I mean, I got to grind, you know what I mean? But. Yeah. They treat me like, I mean, this is the best organization. Like, I mean, I hear other people talk, you know, I mean, we have it. I mean, they treat us good. Mm-hmm. They do. I mean, they treat us well. I mean, we have our own housing to ourselves. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm yeah, and I'm sure it's nice too. You know, outside of Mississippi, you know, that's out in, uh, or yeah, double A Mississippi. That's a little bit further away, but I'm sure y'all really like, you know, Rome High A, that's, Probably what two hours from Atlanta? Out, not even. Yeah, it's about two hours. Yeah, yeah two hours from Atlanta, then Augusta, uh, not far at all. So I'm sure uh, guys appreciate no. that, you know, being around. Yeah, and then obviously AAA, right there in the and, backyard. Yeah, the stripers, they're right there. But uh, what what were some of the adjustments you had to make to your game, making that jump from the collegiate level to the professional level? 
Pitch selection, number one pitch selection. Really, the swing has always been there, man. My, uh, I've been blessed. God blessed me with hands, man. Like some, oh, yeah. Sometimes it actually gets me in trouble because now the game's kind of changed. You know, old school, always throwing your hands at it. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I mean, swings are kind of changing a little bit. You know what I mean? But uh, actually, really, actually, but, uh, I mean, can you tap, uh, continue with, with you, but can you uh, tell me a little bit how your swings have changed? Because I, honestly, I, I don't right. really have to Talk to me a little bit about that. Well, because back in the day, they kind of pitched side to side. You know what I mean? Now everything's vertical. Vertical, right. You know what I mean? Up and down. You know, they're coming high heat. And then drop it with the 12-6 yeah. and the sliders. Okay. Jump, change up. Slide. Change yeah. up, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, back in the day, like, like, like your uh, Braves Hall of Famer, Maddox, man. Maddox, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's in their side horizontally. He's okay, yeah, yeah. all over. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Yeah, The yeah. way the game's changed now. It's, it's real vertical. And now, not our swing pass are changing, but no more hand dominant it's more or less like on a vertical plane you know what i mean we're not mm-hmm. launching like you know what i mean we're not dipping under the ball but our shoulders are just more or less going through longer through the zone if that makes sense i'm in my mind i still swing down okay. i swing down so that's kind of what they here to here. I guess that's yeah, what so they talk I mean, about this my bad Mike, go, go 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 no no you go no i'm just saying our swings now are taught to be longer through the the bat path. Oh. And that's kind of how, how back in the day you should be just throw your hands at it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like, kind of what, what I mean? the big thing. I remember it was right. I think I was a senior in high school. It was a 2018, 2018. I remember a big thing in baseball was launch angle. That kind of came right. in. So that's where all that's coming in. Which I, I, I have talked to my hitters a lot, even at Weber, about what launch angle is. It's been misinterpreted the wrong way on social media, I personally think. But launch angle is the result after the ball has left your bat. That's right. what launch angle is. Right. Like, like look at Juan Soto. He has the lowest launch angle in all of baseball, and he's the what? The greatest hitter of baseball. Right? I mean, yeah. Because what does he do? No, not down. Like, I mean, he, like his drill is literally hitting baseballs with his knob. Yeah. He wants to think here. I'll, you know what I mean? But yeah. I but really also won't. when he's swinging down, he's still. Watch how long his barrel stays in the zone. It gives him a chance. So 60 feet, 6 inches, he's probably staying in the zone a good four and a half of those inches. He should be versus due up. How, yeah. yeah, he should be due up here probably top of the six. So, yeah, I'm watching the Braves. And I, like, right. Yeah, it's weird for me because, like, I'm looking at him now like, damn, we just won the World Series. But, shit, now we got to go play again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was just for a World Series. We had – I mean, he said that, but I mean, we do have some. I mean, we got a good farm system, we do, absolutely. Especially in the outfield, it's going to be tough for guys. Like, I mean, there's they're going to have to either trade some guys or get rid of guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, so and we, I mean, we're stacked out there, and and infield too, dude. I mean, we're stacked, and then pitching wise, we're climbing. We're getting a lot of arms. Yeah, I mean, Strider's yeah, right there. Uh, you know, Soroka, he'll be coming back. Uh, Freed's obviously still there. Anderson, it, it, it's a it's a solid it's a solid rotation all the way through. I've always. Like, I've been a Braves fan. They're my favorite professional team. Yeah, it's a fire shirt. I like it. I like it, man. All right, hold on. Uh, this, this is terrible podcasting, but give me one second. got to show you something. Don't have to edit out that little, that little blame, but just, just, just came in the mail. It's got the gold trim on the, on the outside. Fun. Yes, sir. Got the Braves. Big Braves guy, man. Love, love my yeah, Braves. Yeah, man. Remember when? That's a fire jersey. Yeah, appreciate it, man. When they, when they, the ground ball to Swanson, 0-2 count, threw it across the 
Diamond to Freddie to win the World Series. It was a surreal feeling. I mean, oh yeah, dude. I mean, like baseball is my second favorite sport, but I've never played. I mean, I've, I've struck out playing sure. t-ball, dude. It's never my sport. Always been good at soccer and football, but dude, baseball is just something different. I never like. I've never like understood when people say, "Oh man, baseball's boring." I'm like, you're not. You're not. You're not getting it. You're not thinking. Yeah. We got off on a little bit of tangent. I wanted to get back to the question I asked you earlier. So when you said one of the biggest differences, or sorry, one of the biggest things you had to change was your pitch selection. So uh, what pitches you kind of look for, and what's your mindset when you step up to the plate? When things are going great, I'm always in my approach that my, I've told my hitters, I'm always hunting the fastball because I hit in the very front of the box. It's very unorthodox. Okay. I don't teach people to do that. I like, like I said, my hands bail me out of situations, but me, I want – to go in the front of the box and just and be ready for the fastball at all times and win the height of the pitch. Meaning, even if I'm looking fastball, he throws me a breaking ball. Mm. Did, uh, did that thing start high enough in my window? Because I know if this starts above my, like, like around my chin, most likely, depending on, of course, depending on pitchers. You know, I mean, that's right. Watching him in the bullpen comes into play. And even my first to bat sometimes, if I'm not seeing them well, that's. Even my first bat, some, I'm not saying I have to give it away, but for me to see spin, I might need to, you know what I mean? All right, now I know how, how much break he's got. So I know if it starts above my chin, that that's the one, okay, it's a give me over. I got to jump on that, especially now in high A, that might be my best pitch because even spring training, I got to learn a lot because the very first, dude, I haven't, I saw Tyler Pike, you know, like the pitching coach, uh, he got, I saw about six maybe eight to ten at bats off of him that was all the live i got so when i came into spring training i immediately got hopped in with a former big leaguer jackson smith that we picked up from the reds and then another triple a veteran you know i mean they came yeah. right at me with some crazy sink and nothing crazy like 92 but they were pitching you know what i mean and yeah. i mean i had a good at bats but it's crazy how different you really have to win the height of the pitch, meaning like, I mean, where it starts, you got to pick up the spin. I try to pick up the spin right here. When, yeah. when the pitcher gets here, I try to see where it do. Right do at that I release point. Yep. Uh-huh. Or, or do I see this? And, and uh-huh. especially curveballs. Now, why you don't see as many curveballs? Because curveballs pop up. Now, sliders, if a guy throws 95 plus, sliders, now guys are throwing sliders at 88 plus, 92 yeah. miles an hour. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, that looks like a fastball the way that, oh, shit, there it goes. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's going to right when we talk about that, the more velocity that we're getting. I was just listening to the Braves broadcast, and Chip Carey brought up a good point. Do you think this is going to stay with how much velo we're getting? I mean, look at guys like DeGrom who are throwing those 91, 92-mile-hour sliders, and obviously his fastball is damn near unhittable. But we're seeing a lot more injuries kind of with these pitchers. Do you think this is something that's going to stay – and we're going to keep seeing more and more guys throwing in those triple digits, 99, 100, 101, or do you think there's going to be kind of a bounce back from it? I honestly think, yes, we're going to see a bunch of guys throwing it, like probably for another, at least for the, at least the next 10 years. We're going to see guys. I mean, look at this guy in college baseball right now for Tennessee. Yeah, he's on 102. I forget his name. Yeah, dude's on 104. This guy is throwing 104, and that's consistent. Right now in college baseball, like, I mean, there's guys sitting 95, 97 on the data. Even Kaiser has one, and, and the NAI throwing 100. Yeah, I mean, that's insane. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's just becoming, that's what baseball has become now. And I, I love yeah, it. Don't get me wrong. I love it. I'm just, I just get so worried about 
you know, guys throwing out their arms. You look at a guy like DeGrom, who he's a Met, and I, I hate the Mets, but <clears throat> excuse me, but I, I hate seeing a guy like DeGrom. He's so good for the, for the sport. And guys like that, they're struggling. And you look at Soroka, he hasn't pitched in a while for the Braves. That's more of just a, a yeah, Achilles freaking right so, there, yeah. yeah, dude, he's so gross. I mean, he. Yeah. I, I love Max Freed, but that year, I believe it was nineteen that he was. Hey, he was the best. I mean, he's one of the best young right. pitchers in baseball. But um, I'm sorry. So when you're not up in Rome uh, working on getting up higher with the Braves, you're down here at Weber, and I really love, that's where we met. And I was like, who is this Jack motherfucker right here working with? We're <laughs> working with our guys in the in the hitting cage. And I like, that's Willie. He works, he, he's with the Braves. I'm like, what? Um, so, oh, boy, Arcia just hit a two-run freaking bomb. Oh, my God, he caught it at the wall. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, and, you know, that's on me. I'm a broadcaster now. I'm not, I'm not, Rich Reals, I'm not supposed to say anything about home runs until it happens. Really? Because I feel like I got like a, it's like a curse at this point when I remark <laughs> the Braves. I'm like, that's a high fly ball, and it's called the warning track. No, I'm like, that's but, funny, man. Like, uh, honestly, baseball's over. I'm looking into getting in the radio or something like that. Really? I even did a play by play for Weber one time because they needed somebody. Hot, you should call you know you know that Weber Wi-Fi <laughs> Wi-Fi sucks, but um if we can get it going, you definitely uh, uh, next year before you head up, we should try to get you in the booth for a little bit. Oh, yeah, we can do that. Sure. Yeah, so coming back to Weber, uh, is coaching? You just said broadcasting is something you have in your future, but is coaching something you'd be interested in getting into? It is, man. Like especially from uh, this is my second year doing it with Kyle. So mm-hmm. I mean, he and. These guys are blessed to have what they had. I wish I had this in front of me. Colin, no form. I mean, he's Charlie Manuel's son. Yep. And then I mean, look. I mean, look who he surrounded the team with. Odor. Yeah. <laughs> he's surrounded with Hockenberry, who's in Double A right now with the Phillies. Pike, who's you know, I mean, who's in Double A with the Cardinals. Me, you know, I mean, who's in high. Yeah. Well, I mean, these guys had the best stuff around them, and that any D one could even say that. They oh, had absolutely. Around. Yeah. No, when he, I mean? he told me uh, for the first time, it was right before the Southeastern Series, and he was talking about his dad having to deal with, like, the Philly media. And at this time, I, I didn't know. So I'm like, I'm thinking, oh, did his dad, like, used to play or something? And he was like, but, yeah, man, my dad loved being the manager for Ryan Howard and Chase. And I'm like, are you talking about Charlie Manuel? Yeah. And I'm like, what the – what the hell? I was talking to one of my, you know, Smitty, right? Uh, Austin Smitty mm-hmm. he used to be a kicker. He's coaching now for uh, Weber. Um, I was talking, and he's a diehard Eagles, diehard Phillies fan. Mm-hmm. I told him, dude, his jaw dropped to his chest when I told him. He was like, what? Is the, that's him? But, yeah, I uh, – Yeah, that yeah. guy was born to coach, too. Yeah, um, but I do think it's really awesome how you do come back to Weber and help those guys. But who are some of the guys uh, on the Weber team that you've coached who you think have a chance to be in your shoes in a couple of years? Dude, honestly, bro, there's a Kenny, Kenny for short, you know what I mean? I mean, that's number one. And, you know, like Christian Martin has a chance. I think he'd have to, like, straight up, I tell him this to his face, you know, he wouldn't keep him his, his healthy, you know, when, whenever he's actually healthy. Yeah, I think so, he'd have yeah. to try to go, just because of his age, he'd have to go Andy Ball probably, especially with 20 rounds now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if somebody could ever take a look at Dawson and really see, like, what he has and something, bro, I'm, I think he could have a shot, too. Really? 
Yes, just because uh, he has that induced vertical on his fastball, mm-hmm. and then with the right pitching staff, like he, I mean, dude, I mean, he's he's made improvements just in that little time with Pike and Hockenberry. Imagine with, with a whole, you know, I mean, when they're sold on him. Yeah, something yeah. that um, I did when I when I go back home, or I still yeah, I still do, but at Lee County, I go back and I help the punters um, there and help them with them their game, and I think that honestly helps me with mine because I'll see something they do and I'm like, oh, I kind of do that or I used to do that. Do you think helping uh, guys there at Weber does that help you with your game, son? It does. Do like um, even my fiance, who's actually won Coach of the Year this year with the Beach. Congrats. Uh, yeah, um, Emily Bone. But she's even told me, like, she's like, I could tell because I'll come home talking about She's like, I like I could tell. It's it's helped my game just because even when I'm, like, like I coach the outfield, too, and even my defense. You know, I'm not – I was never known for my club. Mm-hmm. But it just developed. And, like, I mean, I made – I became an outfitter when I went to Weber. That was my first year in the outfield. Yeah. You know, I mean, but I know, like, just learning and just watching it. And, then, I mean, dude, I'm – giving him the feedback, and then I hop in the drills with it. That forces me to really lock in, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then even, I'm sure they're going to keep up with me during the season, you know what I mean? So I got to make sure I hold in check the things I preach to them, you know, like body language. I play 140 games. Yeah. So, dude, like, uh, I had a bad game like this last one. So what, dude, I got 139 more. Absolutely. (laughs) You know what I mean? The, The game's hard enough as it is. That's something I try to preach to these guys. You're going to suck. Everybody sucks. Mike Trout sucks. Everybody sucks. But for how long? That's yeah. the difference. You yeah. know what I mean? Everybody you snap out of it like that. I mean, even like I remember we had a doubleheader. I can't remember who it was. I think it was like either FNU or Fort Lauderdale. Kenny went like over four in a pair of strikeouts. The next game, I'm interviewing after the game for player player of the game. But um, so uh, one, one final question for you, big dog. Uh, what advice do you have for a lot, a lot of people listen? They're college athletes, a lot of college baseball players, especially with uh, much as I'm covering baseball right now. What are what, what's the m- biggest piece of advice you can give these young guys? Dude, bust your ass, work your tail off, know who you are, know your identity, mm-hmm. know your identity, and work those two, you, whatever your main tools are. If you are known for your arm, master that shit. And then, you know, I mean, take care of the bat as well. But if you're a hitter, master that. And then the other stuff will take care of itself. I'm not saying don't do any other defensive work, but whatever your main tool is, you sharpen that thing to the fullest. You know what I mean? I knew as a kid, but even my granddad told me at the age of seven, at the age of seven, he said, if you don't, for for me, he knew, he could already tell. He was like, if you don't hit, you're going to sit. He's like, if you hit, they'll find a place for you. Absolutely. Because he knew my defense wasn't very good. So I, something defense, like in the place that like the outfield is the place you could. Luckily, I have speed. I have speed that I can work with, and I just develop in the outfield. It's just reps. But, dude, uh, my bat's going to keep me alive. Yeah, you know look I mean? now, look now at the uh, Braves organization and half the teams, they just got a whole other spot in their lineup with the universal DH, which has been a long yeah. time coming, and I'm so happy. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Dude, this Strider dude is going to be around for a while for the Braves. A while, dude. He he's just—he's going to be a closer. Yes, he, he's going. He he'll just, be a lights out. Closer. You think he'll be, he, I thought he, he had a chance to be a starter. You think he's going to be a bullpen guy? He's going to be a closer, dude. He has the, a, a fastball that's almost unhittable, and and he has a, a, a slider that that it, it's good because how hard he throws it, but it's not the greatest. But his fastball is unhittable. 
just got you know so what I mean? and, and he's going to dominate. I mean, he's going to dominate come in, in the inning, and he, he's going to give you saves. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's going to be a, a lights-out closer for, for a very long time. He just got he Soto to pretty – he kind of flew up, pretty much popped yeah, out. He's already had TJ, too. He has. Yeah, uh, Wally, I think while he was at Clemson. Yeah. I, I heard T- – so I was talking with uh, Seth Lovell uh, of Weber, who I kind of wish we had yeah. him. And he, he said that a lot of guys, after they have TJ, they start kind of throwing harder. Uh, is that something that you've seen throughout? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I've seen I've, – I'm one of my roommates in my junior college. I witnessed uh, – you know, I mean, I've witnessed different guys. I've been around the guys that have been TJ, even in the Braves now. Yeah. I'm doing this in my fourth season. I've seen guys come back. Is it? It's a lot of it's up here, and a lot of it's sometimes out of their control. You know what I mean? Like like Jose Fernandez was one that came back oh. throwing three miles harder. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. And more break to his breaking ball. I mean, there's some guys that that it it kind of like doesn't work for. You know what I mean? But I think it's a lot up here. Yeah, and uh, I, did, I did say a minute ago that that was one last question, but I do have one more. I forgot. It's meant to be yeah. I asked. I just forgot. Who, who are some guys you got to model your game after? Uh, dude, uh, Gary Sheffield, and another one is Ricky Henderson. I love the way he plays the game. Uh, me and him kind of have similar bat flips, you know what I mean? Like, like, I just like the swagger he plays with, and he has the most confidence in himself. I mean, he's a guy that strikes out. He struck out four times one game, mm-hmm. and every strikeout, he still said, I'm the greatest of all time. Yeah. And then he walked up. Like, it, I mean, nothing's face. He, he truly believes he's the great. Yeah. Well, uh, Willie, again, I can't thank you enough. And uh, thank you. You're the first uh, non current non-Sun Conference player, former uh, great at Weber International University. I wish you the best, man. I can't wait to see you. I will do my – I'm going to say there's about a 95.5% chance I'm going to drive up to Rome and come catch some games this year. I know my girlfriend's uh, uncle and dad, we talked, we're going to head up there when they're doing one of the replica, replica ring nights and get us some rings. Hopefully it'll be the same time. I get two tickets to give up. Bet, bet. Hell yeah, man. Appreciate that. But dude, really can't appreciate you enough. Um, that'll do it for today's episode of the Suncast Podcast. Thank you again, Leandri and Willie, for coming on to awesome interviews. Uh, two guys that play very similar. I was actually talking to Mr. Castro uh, before the interview. Who We did that interview um, after the interview with Willie, and he said Willie was actually one of the guys – who he looked at when he was looking at players in the conference. It was his first year in and Willie's last year. He uh, really enjoyed watching him. So it was a pretty cool uh, little moment there. Uh, but that will do it for this episode. We will have Kayla Swenson on, Weber International University pitcher. She'll be uh, on Friday's episode, and we're trying to line up one more. It's like maybe Robin Fernandez of St. Thomas and or uh, Tim Bouchard of Kaiser University. Those are both interviews to plan on doing uh, later this week. Don't know if I'll put them on this episode uh, or this week's Friday episode or next week's Tuesday episode. Either way, you'll be hearing from some very talented players across the Sun Conference very soon. Um, Love all y'all. Appreciate y'all again. Uh, Y'all just keep on coming in and y'all give me some feedback. Keep giving me feedback. Uh, If you have any questions to have on the podcast, I know uh, we'll have something – uh, on the Instagram for y'all to send questions into very soon. Uh, that's going to do it for today's episode, though. Uh, love y'all, and see you soon.